Hey everyone, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we find ourselves in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 reads, He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on up ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner? And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable. Because he was near to Jerusalem, and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. He said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas, and said to them, Engage in business until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to reign over us. When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came before him, saying, Lord, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief. For I was afraid of you, because you are a severe man. You take what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. He said to him, I will condemn you with your own words, you wicked servant. You knew that I was severe man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Then why did you not put my money in the bank, and at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called the Olivet, he sent two disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent away and found it just as he told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they're hidden for your eyes. For the day will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. 
And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all of the people were hanging on his words. For today's Nugget of Truth, I want us to focus in on the Zacchaeus story. Why I want us to focus in on that is I think it's probably a familiar story for us if we've grown up in the church, because it's a great little one that we can sing songs about when we're kids, and we've heard about the wee little man who climbed up in the sycamore tree because he wanted to see the Lord. But I think that what we often forget about this is the sinfulness of Zacchaeus and how that's the whole point of his inclusion and his story being included in the Bible. Because when we look at Zacchaeus, what we see is a sinful tax collector who has done a lot to oppress the people around him. And what he does and what he says displays the change of heart that took place as he encountered Jesus. When we see Jesus come into the picture, we see that Zacchaeus is seeking to see him, knowing that there's things coming around. But something happens in the interaction between Zacchaeus and the Lord, as Zacchaeus is called by the Lord to be able to allow him to go to his home. And this outrages the people that are hearing this because they know how sinful he is. It's not just that he's a tax collector, but he's a chief tax collector, meaning that he would have had all of these regions underneath him. So he's reaping the benefits of not only his own dishonesty, but also probably the dishonesty of all the people below him as he continues to milk the people and oppress the people by the tax collecting that is taking place. And so they saw the depths of his sin and they wanted nothing to do with him and thought that Jesus should think the same thing of him. And while we don't see what's exactly happening in his heart, we see the transformation that takes place because he hurries down and receives Jesus joyfully. And that's what leads to the grumbling from the other people. Because then both of those entities, this person who is supposed to be the king and the person who is supposed to be this Messiah for them, and the one who is considered one of the most sinful people in his time, are now seen together joyfully in what they do. And so Zacchaeus, he displays the full nature of his repentance by saying, it's not just going to be my words that display this, but also my actions as I reverse what I've done. And even more than that, give back to others to show that I no longer desire to be considered the same man I once was. His response of humility and his response of repentance is clearly displayed there as he goes and becomes a new man before him. And so Jesus says, hey, let's rejoice in what's taken place. He's also one of your brothers that is now brought to you in the fact that he was a Jewish person himself. He's a son of Abraham, but they had not wanted to see that take place. And the point of the story is brought home and driven home with the last verse there, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This person, one of their own, who had been steeped in sin, was now brought to the point of repentance and brought into a reacceptance into the people of God. Yet the people did not want that. They grumbled. When they saw it, they didn't want what was there. And for me today, I hope this can be a reminder of the fact that I should have a great longing and a great desire to see all of the people around me brought to repentance and restored in their relationship to the Lord. No matter how sinful I think they are, that I should be waiting to rejoice and to meet him joyfully 
as Jesus did when he called him to repentance, that my desire should be to see the lost people saved around me, regardless of what I think that means about who they are and their lostness or their levels of lostness, that I should be broken and that I should be seeking to see the restoration that takes place in their lives, much as it has here in Zacchaeus. Knowing that the power of the gospel has the ability to radically transform lives for the kingdom of God to be spread into even the darkest places in the world. And so as we think about that today, hopefully that is something that encourages us to have a great passion for seeing lost people saved. It's a big part of what we talk about as our church, seeing lost people saved, saved people matured, and mature people multiplied. May that be our heartbeat. As for a question for today, I really want us to look down at verse 40. In this portion, as we see the triumphal entry and it taking place, what we see is that Jesus says that the stones would cry out if the people were silent. Let's think about that and what that's talking about. Is he actually saying that stones would physically cry out? You know, it's interesting when we look at this in the greater theme of what happens in scriptures, we understand that the inanimate objects in creation are generally speaking to the glories of God. But specifically when we see them getting a lot of this personification, what takes place is sometimes in the context of judgment. We see that in Psalm 98. It says there, let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. When we see that, we see that God is allowing and God has made it so that creation is a part of the rejoicing for who he is. And when there is a lack of the rejoicing done by the man that he's made to be his voice piece and to be the gospel proclaimers, then when the rest of creation does that, it's sometimes brought into this thought of judgment with that because they weren't created principally to do that because that was man's creation and man's purpose for creation. But when man is not doing that, when he is absent from doing that, when the creation is the one that does that, it brings about judgment. When we place that back into the context here, verse 40, we see that these people, the Pharisees, are saying, hey, rebuke your disciples because they're not saying what is true. Jesus says, hey, I'm telling you this right now. If these people weren't doing this, God would have the creation around us crying out, recognizing what's taking place in that time. It's a reminder that these people have no idea what's coming. They have no idea the depth of what's going to take place in this next week as Jesus is coming to die on the cross for that city, to die on the cross for the entire world, and yet they are still not understanding his purpose and why he came. So hopefully that is an encouraging answer to a question. If you're wondering, hey, what's he talking about here with stone? crying out. We can see other scriptures that speak on that. But hopefully, if you have a different type of question, another question, you're finding an answer to that question. You're finding others who are curiously studying the scriptures, who are seeking to understand it more by asking and answering questions. And in doing so, you're growing in your knowledge and love for each other as you grow for your knowledge and love for God's word. And you're seeking to passionately proclaim what you hear there with others around you. Know today you were loved. You're